there's really only one thing to do after the episode is out. And for interviews as the host, it's, it's going to be really important to email the guests like right away after you finish the episode. So this is, this is post episode, post recording, but make sure that you email the guest and, and give them some type of follow-up information. Usually they want to know when's our episode going to be out. Will I get a link to share and what kind of stuff will I get to share that sort of stuff. Welcome back to Oh My Pod. My name is Justin. And I'm Celine. And today we're going to talk about how to not suck as a podcast host. So we, we've broken this up into three phases. Phase one would be preparing for the episode. Phase two is during the episode. And phase three is after the episode. And we're making this just to deliver as much value as we can here to try and give people some clarity on how they can host better shows. We've had clients come to us and after we get their whole show ready to go, they, they go like, well, how do I actually be a host though? Like what are the steps to being a good host? And so over the years, we've picked up some, um, some key tips and some key little pieces of insight that will hopefully make your job as a host a lot um, a lot easier, a lot simpler. And yeah, that's what you can expect from this episode. Hopefully you walk away knowing how to be a better host, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So Salim, why don't you start us off? So, uh, the first one would be to utilize our guest intake form. We actually created a free resource that we will link below. Um, and it is a, like I said, a guest intake form, Basically, you can send this as soon as somebody books with you and it just contains the most important things that you need from your guest for your um, podcast episode. And so basically um, what it contains is where the interview is going to be, which is usually online nowadays. It contains a few questions on the person, a biography, it asks to upload a picture as well as if there's anything that they would prefer not to talk about or if there's something that they would really want to talk about. Because usually people have something that they really do want to talk about, like something that they're currently working on, for example. And then um, the second would be to use a scheduling tool. We use Calendly and that works really well. Um, If you got the paid version, it's actually really nice because you um, you can set up certain emails that get sent automatically which is really great so basically uh, 24 hours for example before the interview you could send a email automatically through Calendly that reminds them about the interview that is happening and where it is happening and the link again which is really helpful because um, what we have found before we started using that is that people usually forget where the interview is and where the link is. So that's like one of the problems that we have run into tons. Um, And then also I would say that it's really useful because sometimes you will be in different, or actually oftentimes you will be in different time zones with your guest, and it's kind of difficult to work out the math sometimes. It has happened to us that like somebody will think it's an hour later or an hour before than it is. It actually is. So this is definitely really helpful and saves a lot of time. Totally. Yeah. And you can download our our questions that we ask every single one of our guests 
uh, it'll be in the show notes. There'll be a, an, in, an intake, a list of intake questions. And like one of them is you ask the guest, you know, are there any stories that you like to tell? And if so, you, you know, then write them here and then you can create a question that sort of prompts that story naturally. And that way, like most people don't ask the guest something like that before coming on the show. And so if you do, you, you get an opportunity to get something really unique out of your guest. And that's what you're trying to aim for when you do an interview is you're trying to get them to say something on your show that they've never said before. That'll make them really remember you. And that'll also get the most value out of their interview for your audience. And a quick tip with the whole, um, intake process as well, like the, uh, sending emails back and forth, preparing for the episode and all that. You really want to, uh, create a list of questions for your guest and, and then actually send the guest those questions before the interview, because that way people aren't like, you know, jump scared by some of the questions that you asked and they get a little bit of time to actually think of a better answer. And that's just going to, again, be more valuable for your audience. Um, some people are super good on the fly, but other people do appreciate when you have the questions there uh, beforehand. I know that it's just like, from my perspective as a, as a guest, I go on podcasts quite often. It's just, it shows a lot of thought to get those questions beforehand and it just shows that they're thinking about me and that they're paying attention to our interview and putting effort in. So that's important. And the next part of preparing for your interview is going to be research and planning. So knowing your guest, knowing what kind of stuff they like to talk about, uh, you can go check other shows that they've done or some of the content that they've created and just kind of get a feel for who they are. That way, when they hop on your show, you don't need those few minutes for things to kind of stop being awkward so that you can actually get to know them. You'll already have a good understanding of who they are. And they can even hop on the show and you can say, Hey, I loved that piece of content you made about X and, uh, really loved how you talked about that. Maybe we could even touch on that in this episode. And that way you build some rapport and you just kind of, again, you break that like awkwardness. So yeah, do a little bit of research. And again, like curate those questions. Think of questions that you can ask that are going to pull the best stories or the best value for your audience and really focus your Focus your questions on, on what you would imagine that your audience would want to know. So it's obvious that your audience likes you as the host. And so what interests you is likely, likely lines up with also what interests your audience. But just be careful about that, about asking questions that are too far off topic or questions that are just really about your curiosity. Try to keep in mind your audience's time is valuable and they're here for a purpose. They're usually listening to an interview to solve some kind of problem or to give them some kind of insight on something that they're struggling with. And so we want to make that as easy as possible for them. And phase two of this would be during the episode. So Celine, why don't you talk a bit about that? Um, so during the episode, it's really important. We've just talked about this in a recent podcast episode is that you come across as really confident. It's better to fake your confidence rather than seeming very not seeming very confident at all. Um, so kind of like think about the fake it till you make it um, quote. And then to be very aware of how you speak. Sometimes it can be really helpful to listen back to um, your past interviews and see what kind of filler words you're really using often. And so that you can rather pause than saying um and ah so often. Um, like I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and one thing, so, like one thing that somebody told us in one of our last episodes was like one of our interviews was that 
a pause can be a really useful part of speech. So rather than feeling like it's awkward every single time that there's silence, you can actually just leave the silence. And that even allows your audience a bit more time to think about what you just said. And when I start employing that, like sometimes that idea will just pop up in my head whenever I'm speaking. And when I start employing that idea, I can actually do it on the spot. And I'm doing it right now. I'm realizing the spots where I feel compelled to use some kind of filling, fill the space word. And when I don't, it makes me sound way more confident, way more concise. I'm easier to follow. And it gives the audience a second to think in between different points rather than just keeping the constant flow of sound. So yeah, those two things kind of play in together, the confidence and the speech awareness. But I also would really recommend just being yourself as a host. But there is still a bit of moderation that you need to do. Like be yourself, but also realize that you're not the only person who you're responsible for in an interview. You've also got your guest and your audience. So be yourself, but also moderate yourself. Right? Um, then the next ones would be to be present in the moment and listen very carefully to what your guest is saying so that you can ask good follow-up questions. Definitely. And I guess with life interviews, it's a big deal is the adaptability. Even though we recommend that you do have questions prepared, um, it's very important to adapt to where the conversation is naturally flowing Sometimes it will go in a different direction than you initially thought, but that is not necessarily a bad thing. That's actually a really good thing. So, um, yeah, I would definitely recommend to be relaxed about your about the questions that you have planned to ask. You don't need to ask every single one of them. Definitely. And the last phase, so phase three, would be the post episode, and there's really only one thing to do after the episode is out and for interviews as the host it's it's gonna be really important to email the guest like right away after you finish the episode so this is this is post episode post recording but make sure that you email the guest and and give them some type of follow-up information usually they want to know when's our episode going to be out and will i get a link to share and what kind of stuff will i get to share that sort of stuff so usually after every single guest interview, we email them and say, thanks for being on the show. We politely ask them to leave a review wherever they listen to podcasts and we link Apple and Spotify for them to make it as easy as possible. We let them know the estimated release date and yeah. And then at the episode release release date, we actually reach out to them again. Obviously we give them the link to the episode. We thank them again. And we deliver them a link with some shareable content that they can then post on social media. And we go a step further with that, obviously, and we actually post on Instagram and we tag our guest as a collaborator. We post on our story and tag our guest and the guest usually will reshare that. And yeah, doing all that stuff is going to further the conversation and show your professionalism as a host because your guest can often be somebody who refers business to you. They could be a client themselves. They could be an affiliate of some kind or a business partner in the future. And the way that you run your podcast is pretty synonymous with the way that you run your business. So you want that to represent your your business in a in a good way. And so all these steps are sort of thinking about it in that way. And it's really not that complicated to be a good podcast host. 
there's one more thing that I might add, which which I've heard a few times, but I think the I think the the what's the word? The best ratio between like the ultimate ratio between you speaking and your guest speaking, I think is somewhere around like 75% guest, 25% host. But that also shouldn't be something that's on the front of your mind and you shouldn't be trying to stick to that religiously by any means. But just keeping in mind that your guest should be the focus of the episode. And that's just sort of a, a, I guess, best practice type of thing. Do you have anything else to add like that, Celine? Like any just like tips or something? We've done a lot of interviews now. Yeah, but I think we've mentioned most things. I definitely feel like whenever you have some kind of connection to the guest already before the interview, that's better. You're right about that. That's a good um, point. I, I don't really like to do interviews with people that I have never met before at all. Mm-hmm. And with meet, I don't mean meet in person necessarily. Or but even like meet on even, a call. Just You know, yeah, or even just followed for a while on Instagram or something like that, you feel like you know the person a little bit if you've seen them on stories or something like that. Whereas if you, you've never seen them before or never seen a lot of content from them, it's a bit awkward because you really don't know what kind of person they are. Yeah. I've found that the best. So interviews, I, I, I prefer. Yeah. Yeah. I found that the best interviews come when you've had some type of some type of relationship beforehand. And honestly, the way that we've been booking mm-hmm. the, the majority of our guests is that I'll just reach out on Instagram and I'll say to the guest, like, or I'll say to the person, Hey, like we've got this show. I think you'd be great for it. Uh, I heard a, and I heard a piece of content that you, or I saw a piece of content that you posted about this. And that seems like it'd be a perfect topic for an episode of ours. Or is there maybe something else that you would like to talk about? And they usually reply back and say, Hey, that sounds super fun. Thanks for asking me what I'm interested in because usually people just say, "Hey, come on the show." Right? I'll I'll ask you about your life. But when you ask when you when you take a specific piece of content that they've created and you say, "Hey, love what you said about this. I think my audience would love it. Maybe we could dive into that a little bit deeper." So the last 5 or 6 episodes that we've recorded with our guests have been that. I've come across some content on Instagram. I sent the post to the person and said, "Hey, this is awesome. I wonder if you'd want to come on the show. Is there anything else you're interested in at the moment?" And then we build the episode around something they're interested in because then you're getting what they're most passionate about and that really comes across in an interview. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I have one thing to add, which is that the way to definitely not do an interview is to do what one of the shows that I, uh, one of the shows I was on a few weeks ago did where the host was actually, there were two hosts and one of the hosts was on her phone the entire time. She barely looked up. Yeah, don't do that. Oh my gosh. Don't, don't be on the phone and don't be, you think that people would, wouldn't see you typing on your computer. The typing the computer is that huge too. On, oh. But you can hear the typing and just don't do that. Like it's super annoying. It's super disrespectful. Yeah, like <laughs> the last thing you do is like you want to happen is that you talk and you hear somebody clicking away because yeah. you can hear it on the microphone. So no yeah, it's brutal there's been yeah, that's a no-go that's happened a couple times and and it almost and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm somebody who when something like that happens i i really have a tough time continuing i would almost rather just say you know what if you've got something else that's more important then i'd rather you do that than pretend like you're here when you're really not so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so that's totally I agree. obviously 
have respect for yourself as the host when people come on your show. It's not like you're doing them. It's not like they're doing you a favor by being on your podcast. They're not. You guys are doing each other both favors equally. There's no, it's completely reciprocal. You don't owe that person something. They don't owe you something. You guys are both using each other's skills and using each other's audiences and strengths. So that relationship should feel 50-50 and you definitely should not feel like, you know, you're indebted to somebody for coming on your show. I mean, it's your Mm -hmm. audience that you've built. You've spent all the work building it. You've paid all the money to have your podcast professionally produced. And somebody gets free access to that instantly without having to do anything other than come on and talk. So really, it's reciprocal. And I really hope that people understand that. Cool. I think that's it. I, uh, if, oh yeah. So if you want to get the questions that we actually ask the guests ourselves every single time, then go ahead and download the link in this description. It'll just be a PDF of all of the questions that we have on our intake form. And that intake form ensures that every single time we're not missing any information when the episode comes out, we don't end up misspelling any names or company names or product names. It's all super concise. It also includes, you know, getting the getting the person's links for their social media. So it's hugely useful when you're running an interview and it'll make you look a lot more professional. So go ahead and download that. It's completely free. And yeah. Okay, so you made it this far, which means you probably found something or learned something valuable from this. So don't be selfish. Please share it with somebody else so that they can learn something from it too. That's all we ask for all this free content. We're trying to build a community and help as many people as possible do better in podcasting, make better podcasts, get more from their podcasts in less time. That's our goal here. And if you want to support that goal, then just click the link and send it to one person who you know would 